0: All right, good morning. Welcome to New Life. It's good to hear everybody fellowship and having a good time today. You may be seated. We want to welcome all of you who are worshiping with us today at New Life, whether it's in Kearney or in North Platte or online. So thank you so much for coming and worshiping with us today. I'm Nate Kresik. I'm one of the pastors on staff. We are wrapping up our teaching series, I Love My Church. How many of you love your church? Come on, let me just hear, I love my church. Yeah. Awesome. All across all of our campuses. So it's been been a a fun series. And over the last uh, several weeks, we've encouraged you to get on social media and to uh, send us a video, a video telling us why you love your church. So let's take a quick minute to watch why several people love their church, New Life Church. Hey, we love our church because it encourages us to get
1: connected. Get connected. Yay. I love, because... I love my church
0: because I love my church because I hear good news about Jesus. I love my church because I was really looking for a place to reconnect with God and I feel like New Life was very welcoming and supportive and helping me to do so. And I love my church because I found a life group that made me feel at home. And And we we love love our our church because because it strengthened our our friendship friendship and helped us create new ones. I love my church. Where it's all about relationship with Jesus. Yes. I love my church. I love my church because of the awesome community of people. And they're always there to help you out, so that's great. I love my church because... We love our life group! I love
1: my church because... We are better together! Woo! I love my church because I get the help lead impact. Oh yeah? I love
0: my church because we have life groups. Well, I love my church because I can help lead our worship team. Uh, I love my church because I'm a team leader of red carpet. Well, I love my church because I met you here. We love our church because we love our pastors. All right, yeah. It's awesome. I know there, you know all of you probably love your church, and that last couple was my parents, so that kiss was probably for me, or Pastor Dave out in North Platte. So, hey, we just want to encourage you to get connected at New Life, whether it's through serving in a ministry or uh, getting it plugged into a life group, and so that's our heart. Um, and I love my church because Jesus is here and you're here. It's all about Jesus, amen? Come on. Come on. So give a warm welcome to Pastor Jeff today as he preaches the word. Welcome
1: everybody, glad to have you guys with us. Are we having fun today? Yeah! All right, all right. Hey, listen, um, I got something that I don't, I don't normally do, uh, but I have to do this, all right? I have to do this. So um, I want to invite somebody to the platform, completely spontaneous, completely random. They have no idea I'm going to do this. So Christopher Johnson, please, get up here really quick. Run up here. Guys, give it up for Christopher Johnson. Come on. Yeah. Christopher here was uh, the number one in the entire state this weekend in what's called Bible quiz. He sat there and quizzed in, and he knows more about the Bible than any other kid in the entire state. Come on. Give it up. Come on. Man. And so I want you to strategically notice what I did. I did not give him a mic, and I didn't do any quizzing with him because he would put me to shame. All right? (laughs) uh so i just brought him up kicked him back off uh but man what incredible we've got some incredible uh children's ministry that team our team new life church went to this uh you know quiz meet this weekend and uh, our team was number one in the state and so not only do we have the number one team in the state but we got the number one kid in the state and i couldn't be more proud i love my church i love my church uh, hey listen we've been talking about loving our church and uh, week one we talked about I love my church through uh, because God loves his church. And I think that's a pretty good reason to love your church because God loves his church. Uh, we said that we need to love our church through connecting by you know building relationships and being in community with each other. We said that we need to love our church through serving being involved in ministry. We also said we need to love our church last week through giving. Now listen to this last week all I talked about was loving your church by giving financially, right? I mean, that's what we talked about. It's like one of the more awkward sermons for a pastor to have to preach. But last week, I just want to say congratulations to our church. Um, and congratulations to 55 family units that were not givers not honoring God in maybe some capacity or whatever with finan- financially but 55 family units took a massive leap and said I want to join the tithe challenge or I want to be a part of the building campaign at our west uh, uh here at our Carney campus and help with that pave the way project and so I just want to say congratulations to 55 new family units that are saying God I want to put you first in my finances and so way to go guys way to go church yeah that's good but here's, here's the thing that also blew my mind away. I stood up here and all Sunday morning talked about giving. Talked about our finances being God's finances. Us giving so that the local church can be the hope of the world. And at the end of that sermon, six people said, I want to commit my life to Christ. Six people. I talked about giving. And six people are like, I want to commit my life to Christ. I think that's incredible too. So, I mean, here at New Life... Those six people, they filled out a card, they turned the card, in and they said, I want a pastor to get a hold of me. Help me take those next steps. So if you're one of those six people and you're listening to me right now, whether you're at our Kearney campus or Norplatt campus, you're at home because you're sick today, you're traveling down the road, and you're listening to us, you know, on your iPhone or whatever, I just want to say congratulations. You gave the very best that you could give last week, and I know that this church is going to help you continue to grow and be all that God wants you to be. Amen? wow what an exciting journey we've been on Uh, we're going to wrap up this current teaching series i love my church by talking today about sharing sharing the local church with the community this is a powerful powerful concept that comes straight from god's heart and i want to show you a few different scriptures of how the principle of sharing the local church with the world, it really has all come from God's heart. Take a look at this first one. In 2 Peter 3, verse 9, it says that God is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone. Say everyone. Everyone, everyone to come to repentance. Th- this tells me something very clearly right now. that there, there isn't anybody that's on this earth that God goes, you know what I want them to do? I want them to perish. There's nobody that's on this earth right now that has lived on this earth or will ever live here that God's going, you know what? I want them to perish. God's saying, I want everyone to come to repentance. That means that God's literally saying, I want to share heaven with all of humanity. And I'm going to do that by using the local church. So God's saying right off the bat here, repentance comes through a relationship with Christ I repent, God, I'm, I'm wrong, you're right, I want to walk in relationship with you. And that through that we would join a local church and be a part of the church and we would, you know, help promote the message of Jesus Christ in our world. So in essence, right off the bat, God's saying this, I want my local church to be full, maxed out, maxed out to capacity all over the place. But it doesn't end there. Check out this next one in Luke 19. For the son of man, Jesus is saying, and Jesus uses the term son of man to define himself often. For the son of man came to do what? Say this with me. Seek and save those who are lost. How many of us could admit the fact that, you know, we we are either lost or we have been lost spiritually? You know what? It's every hand in this place. Every hand in this place. And we were all in need of being found. Well, guess what Jesus came to do? Jesus came to seek and to save, we know from the last verse, everyone that was lost. That means all of humanity. The mission of Jesus was to grab them, seek them out, help them find relationship with him, and drag them into relationship with him. So here's the beauty of it. How does that happen in 2017? the holy spirit's at work right now seeking out people who are outside of a relationship with god who need to be found simply meaning they need to come to a point where they recognize i'm not the leader i'm not the boss i want jesus to be my leader that's what god's spirit is doing because that's what jesus was doing and that means that jesus wants everyone to be found so if everyone was found how full would this church be be packed out we'd be running how many services in a weekend you probably wouldn't ever stop running services. There'd be services on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It would be multiple services. You would just be constantly having a worship service. It would probably be 24 seven worship in every venue of New Life Church. And by the way, every Bible preaching, Jesus preaching church in our communities would be having that experience. That's God's heart. That's not just my heart. I'm not just telling you about what I think, I'm telling you what God says. Jesus came to seek and save all who are lost, everybody in our community. And that means he wants us to share our church with everyone. But it doesn't even end there. Check this out. Matthew 28, very popular verse. Therefore, go and make disciples of of some of the nations, of all of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is God's heart. If we, if we took serious God's heart, and we, w- we just kept sharing the hope of the church, Jesus Christ, with our world, and we kept sharing our local church and bringing people into relationship with him, I'm telling you what, it would be a spiritual revolution taking place, spiritual revival taking place all across America. Let's not wait for someone else to start that. Let's start that ourselves, and let's be people that love God's church that he gave us so much that we would share it, because it is God's heart. Now, in the early church, right after Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension to heaven, the early church was experiencing God's heart happening in their context. Take a look at what was taking place. Acts chapter 2, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Who was adding to the fellowship of the church? The Lord. Okay, so let's just play that out for a moment. So Jesus, he's died on the cross, he's rose from the grave right, which we're going to celebrate that next week on Easter, and then he ascended into heaven. So Jesus is in heaven. We know that the Bible says sitting at the right hand of the Father. Who then is bringing people into the local church? Who is adding to the local church on a daily basis? Is Jesus running out of heaven, coming back to earth Monday through Friday, and inviting people to church all week long? Or is he doing it through people? He's doing it through people. God was adding to the early church daily through people. What do you think God wants to do in 2017 in the local church? I think the answer is pretty clear. God's heart doesn't change, folks. God's word isn't something that changed from the moment it was written, and you can change it now for 2017. It was the same yesterday, today, and forever. God in 2017 is wanting to blow the church up with with attendance He he wants the church to be full of people that are worshiping him. He wants us to take the church and share it with the world. He wants us to take the hope that we have as we discuss it in here, as we worship God in here. He wants to take it and share it with the world. God wants to welcome new people into the kingdom of God through New Life Church on a weekly basis. That's God's heart. I think the question now is this. Is that your heart? It gets messy, you don't get to sit in the same seat every Sunday. You don't get to park in the same parking spot every Sunday. You know, it's, it's harder to get in. It's harder to get out. It gets messy. There's going to be people that are going to walk through the doors that you're just going to be like, what in the world are they doing here? Right? There's going to be people that don't look like you. They don't sound like you. They don't even smell like you. They don't dress like you. They don't do life like you. If you want God's heart, you just need to know things get messy. So how in the world do you share the local church, the church that God gave you? How do you share that with God's heart? There's a few things about sharing I want to talk about. First, true sharing, it gives the best portion. Have you ever been given the responsibility where there's a piece of cake and somebody wants to split the piece of cake with you? And so you take the knife and you try to cut that piece of cake in half, but inevitably as you're trying to cut it in half, one size gets larger than the other. You know that awkward moment where the person's standing behind you, you're you're standing between them and the cake and you just cut it and one's bigger and you're looking at it and you're thinking to yourself, which part am I going to give to them? Like, I really like this bigger one. I think I want to keep it right? Well, here the better, the better option is to give the best portion to them. Two things I found. You give the better portion to them, it's better on your waistline. And by the way, there's more food to come, all right? So there's always more food that's going to come down the road. So give the best portion. Yes, that's what you want to do. In fact, God even deals with this concept in his word. Take a look at what Luke 3 says. It says, if you have two shirts, right, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. You know what we do when we've got extra stuff? We dig through all of our extra clothes and we look for the clothes that you know are wore out. We look for the clothes that aren't in style anymore and we take those down to the Jubilee Center or to the Goodwill. You know what we do when the food when the food drive is going on, we dig through our pantry we look at all the stuff that we would never eat, the Velta fish and you know, all the other things, the crackers that have been in there forever but they're still in the box or whatever. We, we package that stuff up and we give it away, right? And we're like, feels so good to give, feels so good to give, right? Do you think that this is what God is saying when he encourages us to share? Hey, listen, you got something wore out, you got something all beat up, you got something that you can't use anymore, give it to somebody else. You think that's what God meant when he said, if he had two shirts, give him the wore out shirt? I don't think so. I think God was probably saying to us, you got two shirts, think about this. Give away the best. So if God wants us to share the extra shirt that we have, how much more do you think he wants us to share the local church that we have? And by the way, just time out for a second. Just think about it. This verse got into God's holy word. A verse dealing with two shirts got into the Bible. Let's think about that for a second. A verse about two shirts, sharing an extra shirt, made it into the Holy Scriptures. That says something about God's heart. God wants us to share the best portion. The best portion that you have beyond your spouse and your family, your immediate family, is your local church. God wants you to share your local church with the world. So, yes, God wants us to give the best portion. Yes, that means God wants us to share the the local church generously with the world. It's the best that we have, guys. So, come to New Life next week with this attitude if you want to share the best portion. Come to New Life with this attitude. Come to it with the attitude of I'm not just coming to receive something, I'm coming to give something. What could you give? You can give prayer. You definitely could give prayer to somebody. I mean, if this should be a place that's safe to pray with people. Amen? I know that sometimes for some of you, it's awkward for some of you to, you know, stop before you eat a meal in public and pray. I got it. I'm still challenging you to do it. It would be awkward for some of you to be in Walmart or Hy-Vee or at the mall or someplace of that nature and to have another person be there with you and they're telling you about a need that they have and to say, you know what, let's pray right now and to grab their hands and pray. I know that that would feel awkward, but I would encourage you to do it anyways. So it might feel awkward to pray with people out in the community, but this place, the campus of New Life, whether it's in Norplatt or Kearney, it should be a safe place to pray with people. Come with the attitude of bringing you, you being the best, you coming prepared to give, not just to receive. Pray with one another. Here's another thing you can do next week, and you know, the following Sundays after that. Come with the attitude of, I'm going to encourage somebody in their faith. Like I'm not just going to wait for Pastor Jeff to inspire people to walk out their faith. I'm going to be a part of it. Like I'm going to look at somebody, and I'm going to tell them about the Jesus I see in them. I'm going to look at somebody and I'm going, to, I'm going to call out the best in them. I'm going to encourage them. right? I'm going, to, I'm going to speak some life into people. I'm going to encourage them to walk a faith with God that's more alive than ever before. Here's another way that you can be the best portion for others. Listen to people. Like when you're here on a Sunday, I know there's a lot of activity that's happening around you, but when you're locked in on a significant conversation, listen to people. Make eye contact with them. Hear their story all the way out. Don't just listen to them waiting for the moment when they breathe so that you can talk. Like, listen to the whole story. Here's another thing I would encourage you to do. You can do it this Sunday. Go beyond the surface in a surface-type conversation with someone. Go beyond the surface with them. Go beyond how's the weather doing, how the kid's doing, right? Go beyond that. Find out what's really going on with someone then you might find that you're going to pray with them or you might find that you're going to encourage them. But just pick one person. Find one person before you walk off the campus of new life today and have a significant conversation where you inspire, encourage, or you end up praying with them. And Here's something else just for you, all right, just for you. Strive to become the best portion for someone else. You, you work on that for your personal self. Don't always be the wore-out T-shirt for someone I think too many times we come on a Sunday morning, we're the wore-out T-shirt for someone. It's like we've had a bad week, it's been a long week, and we come in here and we just, blah, on somebody, right? We just come here, we're just like, we got a bad attitude, or we got this, or we got that. We're come. we the wore-out T-shirt for other people. Let me just tell you something. If you're the wore-out T-shirt for other people, when it comes time for you and you got a need, don't be surprised if you don't get the wore-out T-shirt back. There's a principle, right? There's a principle. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. Let's be the best portion for one another, not the wore-out T-shirt. Come with the attitude of, what can I give to make God's church, the church that he gave me, the best that it could ever be? There's more about sharing, though. Sharing space, like we have to do with people that are not a part of your immediate family. Um, they are a bunch of strangers, in a way, coming together. Sharing space requires respect for the needs and the desires of others. Have you ever had to share, like, a hotel room with someone else? Maybe you had to share, like, a dorm room with somebody? Maybe you rented a house with some, with some people for college or whatever, and you had to share it. And, you know, not everybody keeps those hotel rooms and those dorm rooms as clean or as dirty as you like it. Right? Not everybody does that. Some people like to leave their towels laying all over the place, and you like to hang them up, right? Some people take their socks, and they throw them everywhere. And you wake up in the morning, and you're like, what in the world? Seriously, were you raised in a, oh, no, it's not a barn, because that's when you leave the door open. I don't know what to say, right, about the way that some rooms are kept. Right, but it's, it's, it's a challenge when you share space with others. So if, if we have to share space with one another, then here's what we need to start. We need to start by making room for others making room for others like if i if i got invited over to your house but you only let me in one room of your house while i was there that would be odd it would just be odd if i came over to your house and you're like hey pastor jeff it's cool great to have you here hey dude you can just hang out in the kitchen okay like don't go into the dining room the living room uh, definitely don't go to the bathroom um in fact if you need to go to the bathroom you might want to go knock on our neighbor's door it would be weird it would be weird, wouldn't it, if you only let me in. You pre- invited me into your house. You were so gracious with it. And then you only let me be in one room. Well, guys, we've got to make room. We have to make room for others that are coming. It's God's heart that his church would be full. It's God's heart that the community would go from being lost to found. If we want to have God's heart and share that with others, we've got to make room for others. So if you're a ministry leader, you've got to create more ministry opportunities. If you're here in our church and you're giving to the Pave the Way campaign, thank you. You you just lined up with God's heart. We created more parking spaces for more people to come. Amen. I love that. That's going to pay off in the future. In the long run, it's going to pay off in big, big, massive ways. And you're going to be thankful that you were a part of it. One of the things that we've done is we created more services. We created a west venue and an east venue at the Kearney campus. We went out we planted the North Platte campus we've created multiple services at 9 45 and 11:15. you know in essence and we've got our online campus that's going right now we've we created all kinds of ways to make room for more people to come we're sharing what god gave us with others but for you you've got to do some things too you you have to make room for new people in your heart and in relationships we don't always want to do that right where sometimes we just get really comfortable with what we have But God's calling us to make room for others in relationships and even in our hearts. So go out of your way today and meet somebody that you've never met before. Find uh, find somebody that you just don't recognize and go out of your way to introduce yourself and see what God might do. Make room for others. But as you're making room for others, one of the things that that, kind of steps on our toes is, is that we have to give up some of our preferences. I mean, when you share a space with others, you don't always get to have it your way. There is a bigger collective goal that's going on, and you have to give up some of your preferences. We've made a number of changes at New Life over the past three and a half years. And by God's grace, I humbly tell you this, hundreds and hundreds of people have committed their life to Jesus Christ, and our church is virtually doubled in size. And God's doing incredible things. Now, those changes that we made... They, they changed your preferences, and I know that, and I, and I got it, and it, it's just, that's life, right? And if we want to continue to become the church God wants us to be where we're seeking after God's heart, everyone and all would know Jesus. Then just know this, this church is going to continue to change. There's things that are going to cha- There's going to be changes that I don't even want to go through. And we're going to have to do them so that we can be God's church. Our preferences have to change if we're going to love the church God gave us and we're going to share it with others. So let me just say this. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a congregation that has put up with some of the changes. These changes have resulted in massive spiritual gain, massive spiritual gain gain for God's kingdom you and me will stand before God one day as the stewards of new life church and God will say to us well done good and faithful servant because your decisions resulted in massive spiritual gain I want to say to those of you that are new to our church you're not just new to our church anymore this is your church now it's your church now And I want you to join with us in sharing in this spiritual revolution that's taking place where you preach about giving and six people give their life to Jesus. That's not normal. That's not normal. That's a miracle. That's where miracles are taking place. That's where heaven is touching earth and a miracle is taking place in the hearts of people. We had six miracles take place at New Life Church last week. Six miracles where the lost became found where people that had no leader chose Jesus as a leader. And that's pretty exciting, I think. That's what we're living for, right? That's what we're living for. And so I want you to join with that spiritual revolution. It's something that God's doing. It's not something that man can create. It's not something that is sustained by man. It's something that only God can do. And we want to bring Jesus. We want to share Jesus with our community in a life-transforming way. We want to share Jesus through relevant Bible preaching. We want to share Jesus through passionate worship. Be passionate in your worship around this place. We want to share a place to belong in community with other people that are seeking Jesus. That's what we want to do. We believe if we stay focused on that, then let God keep bringing people, right? But he's going to bring them through you. So sharing space is going to require for us to respect the needs and the desires of others, meaning we've got to put other people ahead of us that's spiritual maturity but here's another one sharing it comes natural it comes natural when you have a passion and you love something it's amazing how excited some people can get about certain things because they're so passionate about it one of the things people say to me is that Jeff you're so passionate I guess guess what I don't have to stir it up it's not a show it's not an act It's natural because I love what God's doing and I love doing what God wants me to do. So let me just give you some examples about how passion is natural for some people. If you're a grandmother here um, or at North Platte or in the East uh, venue, just put your hand up, right? Put your hand up. Leave it up if you're a grandma. Now, leave your hand up if I gave you the microphone. Now, don't get scared about public speaking. That's not what it's about. Leave your hand up if you're a grandma and you got a story that you could share right now about a grandchild. I'm not going to have you share it. All the hands, almost... I didn't see any hands go down. Now, keep your hands up if you're a grandma and you have a story that you could share and you have a picture of a grandchild right now on you. Hands went up even higher. You see what I'm saying? Okay, you can put your hands down. You can put your hands down because, you know, you got to, all right? So that's an example of passionate people They have the ability to tell a story. You have the ability to do something. And if you love love the church that God gave you and you're passionate about it, the evidence should be in your talk. It should be in your talk. Just like the grandma, love the grandchild, comes right out, doesn't it, naturally. And then you're showing people pictures and those people are trying to express that they can see the beauty in that child and they're kind of like, man, you got grandma eyes. I got stranger eyes. You don't want to know my opinion, right? Just keep your grandma eyes. But you love it, it comes out in your talk. You can't help it. It oozes out of you. That's the way God wants us to be about his church. He wants us to be so passionate about his church that it naturally flows out of us. It just naturally comes out of us. And that means the evidence of that should be in our talk. So listen to me, because I love you. If you don't love the the church God gave you, if you don't love the church God gave you, then you're gonna be in serious, dire uh, problems in your life because all you're gonna be able to do is see the the faults around this place. And then those things are gonna get inside of you and they're gonna fester in you and then they're gonna lead you down a road of destruction. If you can't love the local church that God gave you, I love you enough to tell you this, go find a church you can love. Because all you're doing is allowing a spiritual cancer to live in you. And over time, you're going to be toxic to others. You need to have a local church that you can be passionate about. You need to have a local church that you're so excited about what God's doing, it just oozes out of you. Right? Because if you don't love the local church God gave you, I guarantee you it's coming out right here. It's going to come out right there. And it's going to be toxic in here to your heart and toxic to others. But if you do love the local church that God gave you, by the way, then share it as often as possible with others. That means invite people whenever you have the opportunity. Take advantage of different activities like this women's retreat that we got coming up. If you're a woman, you need to sign up for that women's retreat and go to it if you have an opportunity to do that. And that just earned me some serious brownie points with my wife. (laughs) Just saying. Take advantage of those. Bring friends along. I want to brag on our young adult ministries just for a minute. If you're 30 or younger, our church is blowing up right now with people that are 30 or younger. I mean, they're they're making room for others. They're accommodating it. They're starting up new life groups because they don't have enough life groups for people to have a place to connect. Um, They're inviting more friends all the time. There's new people walking through the door. I just met some people that are here at our West venue that are brand new today. You know, they came in as a family unit. First time here. They're in that 30 and below. Um, You know, and we're making room for them. And their spiritual transformation is taking, taking part of their life. This is just one snapshot. Our young adult ministries. You could could say the same thing about other areas of our church. But in the young adult area, incredible things are happening. And I just want to say to you, if you're my age, 47 or older, and you're worried about what the next generation is going to do with the local church, I'll just say this. At least at New Life Church, there's good hope for the future. There's great hope for the future. Great hope. Thank you. Thank you for being passionate about your church Thank you for being passionate about Jesus alive in your church enough to share Jesus with others. So today, today, share your needs with each other at an altar that's in one of our venues. Bring your needs. Come to the altar. By the way, the altar is not for the screwed up people. The altar is for the hungry people. Hungry for more of Jesus. Share your ministry with each other by praying for one another at an altar. It's a safe place to come. Share today, right now. Share today through encouraging each other in the lobby. That after this worship experience that you would be in that lobby, don't just rush out of here. Go to the lobby, rub shoulders with people, encourage one another. It's something you can do today. Share by connecting with each other at a local coffee shop or a restaurant right after this service. Just grab somebody. Go. Right. You don't have to buy. Uh, you don't have to... You know, like, man, I invited him, now I gotta buy. No, just say, hey, listen, let's just go Dutch together, right? Let's just go have a good time. And then share. Share by connecting with each other in life groups. These are things that you can implement right now. Last but not least, share your church that God gave you, that you love. Share it this Easter by inviting friends. Share it this Easter by inviting every friend that you can invite. I'm gonna end with what Jesus said in John chapter 12. And when I'm lifted up, Jesus said, from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. When I'm lifted up, he already did that. That was him speaking about his crucifixion, him rising up from the dead, which we're going to celebrate on Sunday, the resurrection, and then him ascending into heaven. When I be lifted up, Jesus has already been lifted up. So what is he at work doing now? Drawing how many people? Everyone to himself. That means right now, this very week, the Holy Spirit's at work, knocking on the hearts of every single person in our community, trying to do one thing, fill his local church. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing. I want to encourage you, team up with the Holy Spirit, be on the winning team, and help to seek and save the lost invite people to church with you next Easter. It's what the Holy Spirit's doing. Team up with him. Invite your friends, your coworkers, and your family members, and let's share this local church with our community so that more people might have a life transformed by Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Right on. Why don't you stand with me and let's pray. Lord, as we take these next few moments to worship you and to seek you, Lord, I pray that people would bring their needs to the altar and that others would be able to come and share with them. We would share our needs with each other. We would share ministry with each other. I pray that as we worship you, that we would share in the fellowship of Christ with one another. We would share in the fellowship of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. Thank you, God, that you gave grace that we might share in a fellowship relationship with you. Lord, may we... As we share with one another, when we bind our hearts together with one heart and seek you with with everything inside of us. Your word says that when we share with one another, where two or more are together in your name, when we're sharing fellowship in your name, you're here in our midst. We believe that you're here right now. We believe you're at, you're here at our Kearney campus, at our North Platte campus, and that your spirit's wanting to do dynamic things in our life. So as we worship you, will you have your way in us, and will you have your way through us? In Jesus' name, amen.